welcome to the Prigya Arora show where we discuss law, innovation and entrepreneurship with people who have been there and done that. My name is Prigya Arora, founder of PA Legal, an intellectual property law firm in India. And today we have a special guest. He's not an attorney. He is the CEO and founder of Board Active. He's also an investor and an inventor himself. So we welcome Doug Pittman on the show. Welcome, Doug. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for the invite. And I'm very excited to uh, to, to help you and uh, to help the uh, inventors out there in, in the world and uh, IP uh, world. And uh, just to make it uh, very simple, uh, I want to I be able to uh, to help. Uh, when the, with the with the questions, and there are a lot of questions in this IP world now, as you know. Yes. And, and I thank you for for asking me to be on. It's an it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doug. So our audience have listened uh, listened a lot from the inventors, uh, from the lawyers, from the legal industry. But I wanted them to be uh, to get acquainted with what investors and inventors think about the IP system. That's why I welcomed uh, you on the show. And we'll start with your life story and how. Did you become the person you are today? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm the uh, son of a pig farmer. Yeah, I was, uh, my dad was, a, we had like a thousand head of pig as we were growing up. Oh. Uh, he was a farmer. Uh, so I'm the son of a, a pig farmer. And so, you know, when you're a, a farmer's son, you watch your dad as you grow up and, and, and he come from a very, uh, creative family. Uh, matter of fact, my grandfather would take these what they call lightning rods, and he would walk around. Which I, I'll never forget it. I was uh, we were building a home, and and we had no water, and and my grandfather would walk around uh, with a, a what they call lightning rods to find water, and he was walking around, walking around, and all of a sudden that stick, which was just a fork stick, went straight down to the ground. And he and I and he's like, okay, here's your water. And my dad said, there is no way there is water underneath there. My grandfather said, dig the hole. There's water. They dug. He had like eight brothers, and they all dug a well. And about four feet down was just a massive amount of water yeah. uh, that he hit. And uh, my grandfather, I'll never forget it. Told him, said, yeah, I told you. And uh, so they had a lot of fun with that, but that's the creative, one of the creative things, you know, my dad, a farmer and my dad, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of time to do things. So you have to be innovative. You have to think about how to get things done uh, on the farm at, 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 at any second. I mean, you just got to be creative and that's where the creative mind come from. And I think that's where I got my creative mindset from was from my my family but I, that the story was is is that I basically um my dad uh, would do farming and I would actually uh help him with some some innovations and uh like one of the innovations was the fact that I had a brother and my brother and I were working on the farm and and we were little young I'm talking like maybe four and six well, you've got these buckets that you had to take that had handles on them. Well, a four or six-year-old cannot take a 25, 35-pound bucket and just tote it. So he figured out a way real quick to to uh, to so that we both could tote those buckets. And so he got a stick, put a, a J-hook on it, put some screws in it, and fixed it so that we both could grab that bucket that had the uh, – uh, whatever in it and towed it together so those are the types of things that were you know made it creative and uh, I learned from that and uh, you know it it helped me uh, as far as growing up in school I played football baseball uh, you know did some school schooling uh, but the hardest the, the biggest thing that I ever did education wise was 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 do things myself uh, I said the best education is is doing things yourself, and, yes. and so I would, I would do things and learn things on my own as I was growing up, uh, all kind of creative little things uh, that I could get into. But I don't want to I don't want to waste much time on on that back, background. But 
the, the story is, is, is how I became an inventor. Uh, and I had a couple of, of companies before this. I was in office, um, had an office uh, stores where I sold the computer equipment and things like that. Uh, as, as, as the computers were coming out, you used to only could rent computers and then they built, which called built to spec. So I, I started building computers uh, and, and it all progressed up from that. I used to sell hard drives, floppies, RAMs, and, and those types of things. And uh, so, so it was, I had to be creative when I did my stores also in order to, to build my business. Well, I had three of them and I did, did really well with those three retail stores. And, and I um, actually had a guy come out of uh, Atlanta and uh, he, he had watched our stores for several, several months. And he come in one day and said he wanted to buy them. And I said, well, they're not for sale. He said, well, everything for sale and he made me an offer that I couldn't refuse so guess what I sold three computer retail stores now I had wow. expect I was going to expand that to to make it so that I could uh grow it into a franchise business with hundreds of stores but he paid me so much money I said okay I'll, I'm, I'm okay so I rested a little while I, I like backcountry hiking yeah. um, I, I hiked the Appalachian Trail I love uh, backcountry hiking. I've I've hiked uh, 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 seventeen days with a backpack. Wow. Uh, yeah, and 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 so you have to put your food. I've gone down rivers, got out, hiked on um, mountaintops, fifteen thousand feet mountaintops out in the uh, the west. So I, I'm an adventurer also. So that's part of the inventive process is your mind is always being yes. creative and thinking and and exploring you're an explorer when you are a uh, inventor and so so you you've got to have that ability to to take thoughts and put them together and 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 make make it a solid uh, idea wow. so but moving on from that i um um I was taking my, I, I actually did another uh, company. I was a uh, inventory control and data management supply chain in, in the U.S. And I, I, I actually built that, that company up uh, and uh, actually uh, had, uh, did a big uh, Fortune 50 companies warehouses, uh, set that up and uh, actually did one in the beginning and ended up doing 14. They come out and uh, a guy out of uh, Minnesota, a company out of Minnesota come and bought those because they wanted that account. And so I sold that. So um, that was, a, you know, another creative mindset, how to, how to do things. So this one was, I was taking my son to Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama, which is about 200 miles away from Atlanta, Georgia. And we were going to, to Samford and which is uh, a, a, uh, a really, really nice college for smart people. They over here, it's the kind of the Ivy League school of the yeah. South, as we call it. I couldn't even cross the T's and dot the I's to get into that school, but my son could. But he's uh, very, very intelligent. But we were going down the interstate highway, and I saw a beautiful billboard, a beautiful creative. But as we were going by that, it, I, I didn't know what it said. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know what they were trying to get through to me but it was one heck of a beautiful creative and i looked at my son i said what did that say he's like i don't know the mind started thinking now you got to think i'm i'm uh pretty sad you know i'm okay i enjoyed backpacking i doing all of these things yeah but my mind my creative mind started thinking oh my goodness how can you connect you know i wasn't going to go up to the next intersection of that uh, road and turn around and come back and look at that billboard or that creative. Yeah. Said, how can, how can you connect a brand to a consumer? Well, wow. can you, you know, you just by looking at something that is not, uh, you know, th 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 there's no way that you can, you, you know, yeah. You, and you know, we all do it. We've seen it. We think about it for about five seconds, but then when you go down the interstate, boom, there's another billboard or there's another creative. So you really don't think about that uh, as you're as you're um, you know around those types of, of businesses. So I said, you know what? There's got to be a way to bring that creative and that brand back to me as a consumer. Now I'm I'm coming in as a consumer. I'm I'm thinking, how could that happen? Now me being uh, uh, in marketing and me being in uh, technology because I was a former 
uh, Microsoft certified CNE, which was back in the late nineties that, you know, that's doesn't even exist anymore. I don't think, but um, I was certified uh, CNE engineer. I was proud, you know, I, I could, I could program and do things. Uh, I, I couldn't do it now hmm. uh, as far as CNE uh, type stuff, but you know, that was old, old, really, really old stuff. And I forgot even how to do it, but, um, so what, what I, uh, what I learned was, was the fact that, you know, I had to do a marketing study and, and I said, you know, what's the viability? What, and what could, how could this even hit the marketplace? What what's the value? So the first thing you have to do is see number one, if it's a market fit. Yeah. So I, I did some, some marketing research on my own. I spent money to, to, to do testing and, and, and I did a lot of work on my own. I kept it quiet. I kept it very quiet. I didn't tell hardly anybody what was going on. I don't even think I told my family. Uh, I, I mean, that's just one thing that, you know, you've got something when you're an inventor, you, 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 you know, you've got to think ahead, way ahead. Yes. So I never really, I, I would get, I would get my son to do things to some of the crazy things like, well, as you're riding down the road, give me the, give me the, 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 the lat long of that particular billboard. So I knew it was going to be something to do with distance, but I didn't really know why. So I did the marketing study. I saw the viability of it. I saw that there was a, a, a massive, a, a massive amount of opportunity there because I did research. I did, looked all over the internet. I looked everywhere. I did. I actually got people involved uh, in New York up at the uh, uh, New York Stock Exchange. I knew some people up there, that, uh, a couple of uh, big brand uh, uh, houses, money houses. And so we just kind of generically, I, I did some uh, searches and things and it, it, there was nothing. There was nothing, absolutely nothing out there that, that could connect a brand uh, to a consumer. Yeah. In any fashion. So then you have to flip that. You say, okay, wow, this could be really, really huge. So mm -hmm. I did my marketing. I saw that the value was there. I did all kind of uh, a uh, research, and 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 so I I I I, I put the, the the value of it at, at, in the billions of dollars opportunity. That's that's as far. I mean, it's just this the sky's the limit. I said back now. This was in 2012. So uh, in 2012, the technology back then uh, uh, was kind of weak. You know, the the uh, you had a website, yeah. and then you had a house. Yes. And I, you know, the, and, and there was things like uh, uh, plugins and stuff like that. Yeah. And all an app was back then, if if you remember, all an app was was a mirror of a of a website. That's yeah. it. It yeah. mirrored a website, and so whatever a website was, you know, someone would develop an app so so that some uh, you know a, a consumer could could see that uh, website, and that was it. Yeah. And so, but I knew there were plugins. You know, they had these things called plugins, which were just extensions of the uh, the website. So I knew that something like that was going to happen, and something like that, you know, we could. Uh, uh, we would have to, in order to connect, we, you know, that you, you, how do you, how do you steal? How do you put a visual down to one of these? You know, it's invisible. How's it, how's it going to happen? So I started studying the technology. I knew that, I knew that apps were going to be big mm -hmm. and I knew that, you know, the technology was only going to get better. And so what you have to do is think ahead. Yes. I did. I thought, how are things going to be in the future? You've got to be a visionary if you're going to be an inventor, mm -hmm. because you can't just you can't just invent on what what's current. You've got to be able to be the one that directs it. This whole world, this whole world, was created by inventors. Yes. So you really have to have some creative uh, mindset behind putting a mobile device with something that you can see yes. and that's that's way I that's the way we that it did I started I started thinking on how that would work and as I was doing that in 2013 after a year and a half of study I'm talking I knew that geolocation was going to be a part of it and I knew that uh, things were going to pull together API uh, SDKs all of that came together in my mindset 
And so I started being uh, creating a a uh, uh, what I call a masterpiece in order to, how to how can a, a mobile device connect to a a visual or creative. So I've created that. Wow. And so, uh, you know the thing that 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 uh, that I can say is as I was doing that I said you know what there's nothing out there I did a lot of searches tremendous amount of searches when I started my patent talk I actually got me went to a uh, I was in Atlanta Tech Village in Atlanta. I was working on my own one one person. That's it. Uh, one, it's it's a it's an incubator, and uh, I would recommend anyone go to an incubator type solution. Now, this was not government led, fed or government led. This was an individual that was a a former. Uh, he he had a business. He sold his business. He made a lot of money. He was a small and uh, small uh, business owner. He didn't have an an, an invention or anything, but he. He, he built a business, uh, a software business. He sold it for hundreds of millions of dollars and he put it back into the community and he allowed uh, small and uh, companies to, to incubate at that location uh, at Atlanta Tech Village. And I was a part of that. And uh, what happens is, is you're around a lot of people. Yeah. You get around money, you get around investors, you get around in uh, a lot of technical people and such. And so... What happens is, is the uh, uh, as your mind develops all these things, I wanted to patent. I met, I actually met my my patent lawyer was at Atlanta Tech Village, and inventor really doesn't know what he's doing when it talk when you get into patent. Penny. So uh, we started conversations. I said, you know, I've got this great, I think it's a great idea, and I was enthusiastic and this, and it's just tremendous uh, opportunity. I thought I've done research uh on it uh but then it gets into the legal part of it yeah then you hit you hit some brick walls when you're an inventor uh what happened back then was now my ip attorney did not tell me this and a lot of ip attorneys uh, and it wasn't his fault uh you know it was uh, the aia was new and things like yeah. that was in, in the u.s so uh you know all these 101 issues and things like that that's yeah. happening now uh, was not an issue back then, but, uh, you know, he did, uh, we did go over a lot of searches. We did some in-depth, uh, um, searches on, on, on our invention, our technology, our possibilities. Was there any prior art? You, we looked, I, I paid tons of money for that. Um, even had a former, um, patent examiner who was a lawyer go and do the work. So yeah. it's not it's not inexpensive to do, but that is one of your biggest challenges that you have to do when you're doing an invention is you have to have uh, deep dive searches, not just right. one, and you cannot do it your own. You do not do it on your own. You will lose if you do it on your own in today's environment. Yeah. Maybe years ago, yeah, you could have done it years ago, and you've got these snake oil salesmen out there that are pitching it that, yeah, you can do it. You can do it on your own and <laughs> not do this on your own. There is no way you've got to have professional help in order to get past this. Uh, even if you think you're smart enough to do it, you can't, you are going to spend a lot of money. You're going to spend tons of money and you cannot uh, have that money wasted because you did not do quality patent searches. That's, Petty. that's that is number one priority. So get you a team that does the the patent searches. That that's humongous as an as an inventor. The next thing that that we talked about was you know how you know once we got past the fact that yes you do have a possibility of doing the invention, you know num the next thing is you got to pay the lawyer. Yeah. You know you've got to pay the lawyer in order to to uh, wireframe those those patents. You, yeah. He's got to be able, and he's got to be really good, because a patent attorney, a patent attorney is writing a book. All a patent is is words with description and pictures. That's it. Yeah. You got to have a patent attorney that you, what you call patent prosecutor. The patent prosecutor has got to be in that field that you are patenting. You do not go get a pharma. Uh, uh, lawyer to do a technology patent it ain't gonna work you're gonna lose i don't care what if and if, and if a patent attorney says i can do that and he's a farmer and trying to do technology that's a sign walk away 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Do not use secondary folks that says, oh, we can do the patents without a patent attorney. It's it's uh, it's we can do just as good as they can. No, you can't. You, to, in today's environment, it's only because of in today's environment. Yeah. Maybe 20 years ago, it would have worked. You cannot put you cannot even take a chance now because once you get these patents written and my patents took a year and a half. Took one year and a half to write our patents. I have uh, I have 11 patents that are in the system now in the USPTO. Of those 11 patents, uh, there's we've got like uh, eight more that are are pending. Um, we have these things. We have them worldwide with, with worldwide coverage. Uh, countries, yeah, and uh, and you are not going to be able to go in every country. You're not want You don't want to go yeah. in every. Country. <laughs> Uh, it's very, very, very expensive. It's not just expensive to to um, to get these patents into these countries to begin with. It's the it's the maintenance fees, the continuations, and all the things that you have to do in order to 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 continue uh, fi the filings and things like that. Um, you know what we what I've done is I went to the uh, PCT. Yeah. So we are a part of the PCT. Now the PCT is, uh, it doesn't do anything really for you, but it gives you the ability to go into these, uh, all countries Good. and, and, and kind of assert your, 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 your coverages. Yeah. So it's a lead in more than anything else. So, uh, with that said, uh, you know, the, 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 the patent, the patent attorney, uh, that that's critical. If you do not have a good patent attorney that is focused on what you do, then you are not going to, you're, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win. It's not like it was 20 years ago. I keep saying that you, it's, yeah. it, 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 it is pure. I'll just say this. It's pure hell. Okay. You are going to, you, if you don't have the patience and, uh, and, and the uh, willpower to, to be able to, uh, withstand all the things that are going to happen to you as an inventor, uh, you shouldn't invent it. Um, you really, it's, you're, you're, what happens is, what happens is, is with these patents, you know, you do the patent prosecution, you get it into the system, you do patent examinations. Uh, our patents went through uh, a a search, and our patent examiner was one of the toughest examiners at the USPTO, and that was a good thing. We thought, oh, no, you know, you as an inventor in the early stages, you think, oh no, that it, this is this is going to be hard. Well, it's good because if you've got experience, someone that knows that technology, someone that knows uh, that industry. Uh, for example, our patent examiner uh, was a thirty-year veteran. Uh, turned down twenty-four out of twenty-five patents that came in front of her. The rejections were, yeah, she just did, she just flat, if it wasn't patent, you know, if it wasn't patentable, a valid, uh, if, it, if it wasn't a novel, an inventive, she would throw it out. And, uh, and, 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 our, and your attorney, your patent prosecuted attorney has to have a good relationship with that examiner. Mm -hmm. That is critical. He's got to be a negotiator and he's got to be able to, to work really, really well with, with the other side because you know, the USPTO naturally they want, they want you to become an inventor, but they're not just going to give it to you. Okay. So you go through all these processes. Um, and then after so much time, it can take two to three years before you get your patent. You know, you put a, you, you put on there that you are a, a patent pending. Well, the marketplace don't give a rip about you being patent yeah. pending, you know, so you have to, in you know, somehow uh, you have to, to 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 hold back on even getting it out there. What what I wanted to do was not only was I doing patents, I was building a product. Okay. I was paralleling our product. Uh, Board Active was building in addition to our patents. I was building a product that paralleled our patents because wow. I said, you know, our revenue model needed to be product based. And so if we had a product backed by patents, yeah, that makes our, our, our brand uh, board active just makes it massive. Yeah. 
And so I, uh, uh, what you have to do is you have to uh, have investors. And that's another story uh, when it comes to patents. Um, in today's environment, it's very difficult to get investors to back companies with patents yeah. because of the, the, of the current climate. Uh, they're very leery. What I've always said was, and what I was told is by my first investor, my first investor told me, he says, Doug, I don't, he says, I don't bet on, he says, I bet on the jockey, not the horse. Yeah. So what that means, is, it's me. Yeah. It's all up to me in order for them to invest. Correct. Absolutely. You're, you're, you, people will not invest in your, your product they will invest in you yeah i've always said you 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 solve the problem don't sell the product and Absolutely. so right so what we're doing is is we are we are building a product that solves a problem we patented a product that solves a problem if you're not solving a problem in your marketplace then you you don't have a you don't have a you don't have a a solution. Absolutely. Right. So your investors uh, bet on you. They don't bet on the patents. They don't bet on the product. They bet on you to make the patents and the products work. Right. I have forty four shareholders currently. Um, I have thirty. I believe it's thirty eight investors. Wow. Investors. I'm an investor. And, and uh, uh, you know, in today's environment, uh, you know, what, you know, some of the things that I look for are, uh, you know, do you have a product? And and that's that's one of the key components. Now, I, I'm going to stop a minute and let you ask me some questions because I know I've been. <laughs> yeah, Doug. So I'll ask you, uh, uh, like from your story, you beautifully explained how you connect, how the dots are connected and how you become the person you are today. And very correctly said, especially uh, the things about the patent searches. Sometimes, you know, as compared to the whole patent process, patent searches are happens in a very initial stage and they do not cost as much as a pat as patent drafting does or a patent prosecution does. So sometimes inventors will come and they'll say, we can skip this step. It's it's not important. We can I know my I am very clear that our technology is new and you don't need to do the search, you directly do the drafting. And we explain to them why that is important because based on that, only we'll be able to draft the patent. Otherwise, it might happen that we draft a patent and that patent is of no use. So do you feel that uh, these kind of inhibitions are there in the market and whether what should we uh, do in order to put it straight in front of everybody that yes, patent searches are important and then we should uh, go to the next steps. If I was a patent attorney and you had an inventor that come and says he, he exactly what they said that we don't really want to do that, let's skip that step. I would say, I'm sorry, I can't do the work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because uh, as a patent examiner or as a patent ex uh, attorney, you know the one thing that I've I've I think every patent attorney should have um, in in their um, behind their desk warning your patents will be invalidated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I it, 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 that is that is a a priority. No inventor should even want to number one do it without a search. That's okay. that's the first, and I've mentioned that. That's the absolute first thing that if you're going for a patent, you got to do. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, uh, you, you don't get up in the morning and, and, uh, and skip breakfast or, you know, just skip. The whole thing. <laughs> you know, you well, got to be able to, you've got to be able to, you've got, that's the step one. And if, and if, I'm, you know, patent attorneys have a requirement in my mind, to be very upfront, very clear, and especially in today's environment, uh, with what is going to happen to them, they've got to say, "This is what this is what's going to happen to you." 
This is the process. Yeah. And if we don't do this and this and this and this, you're going to spend money that you don't have. Number one, that you don't, we know you don't have it. Number two, you're going to waste it and it's going to be thrown away. Why? Wow. Why, why, why not? Why even, even try that? You would not jump off a cliff without a parachute. That's what you're going to do. If you go into a IP uh, attorney and say, skip the searches, you yeah. might as well jump off a cliff without a parachute. You're done. Beautifully explained this stuff. We don't skip breakfast and uh, eat rest of the meals. We do the breakfast and then also we eat rest of the meals. So, uh, so Doug, uh, See, you have been at a position where you have been, you have, you own so many IPs. You are an IP owner. You are also an investor. So, uh, as you just mentioned, that while investing, investors generally invest in people or the entrepreneur, not in whatever patents or technology they are developing, because the entrepreneur has to be a problem solver. So you as an entrepreneur or an, or an innovator, what do you think is the importance of patents and why should inventors move towards patenting their technology and then getting investments? Yeah, you, you number one, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah. got to believe in yourself. Uh, you know, the thing about inventors are they're, they're very excited. Um, it's very exciting to, to invent something or think you've invented something and you just you just got all types of exuberance. I mean, you're just, you know, just ecstatic with with the ability to, well, gosh, you know, you know, I can really make a lot of money and I can really do a lot of things. And and uh, and that's great. That is absolutely great. But once you get past that, it's kind of like winning. It's like winning a championship in sports. You know, you've won one round. Okay, that's your first round. Now you've got to go to the second round and the third round and the fourth round. You, you know, you've got to be able to um, uh, win each round in order to, to win at the end. Yeah. It's just like a sports game. Uh, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to win each quarter. Or you've got to each win, win each half in order to get to the end and, and win. It is a long process. Uh, and uh, investors look for uh, inventors or, or, or person people per se doesn't have to be just patents. It could be anything. Inventors basically invest in you and, and, uh, they believe in you as the CEO and founder of a company. They, they don't, they don't, they, like I said, they don't, uh, a good investor doesn't bet on the product. They bet on the people. Right. And, and that's, uh, that's what, uh, you know, that's my biggest thing is, um, have all your ducks in a row. Uh, don't be long winded. Uh, be short and sweet, uh, you know, uh, the easiest thing, you know, know how to explain it. That's one of the biggest problems that I've found with inventors is, uh, and I'll ask an inventor, give me your pitch. Oh my God, they come out with 10 and 20 uh, page uh, clip, uh, uh, PowerPoint presentations and stuff like that. <laughs> gonna, you're never make it past round one because an investor wants to know, give it just give me the 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 net give me the net one page one page that's it you cannot yes. this people think even a four or five pager is maybe too much for an for an initial investment you got to have an op you know what to call an elevator pitch so you've got to have all your ducks in a row when before you ever start talking to anyone because you know if you don't have your ducks in a row and you can't present yourself, you can't present your uh, problem sol you're solving. They see thousands of people a year. You're and not going to make an impact. You're not going to make an impact. So, Doug, I always say to this, so, like you said, it has to be one page. So, it, it is a one-page advertisement of your whole business. So, see, looking at it, who wants to come and join you? So, if looking at an advertisement, I am convinced that I want to buy this product. Probably I should be investing in that. Yeah, less is more. Yeah, absolutely. So Doug, so we discussed about your journey. We discussed the problems you faced regarding money, the challenges, 
expensive process then why the process is important because it helps in business so we have to go through that process what are some of the challenges that you faced because of which you think there are some changes which are necessary in the ip field in order to help inventors so can you uh, suggest any changes what what you would foresee in times to come you know um in order to uh know the value of your patent nobody can value that correct there, you know it's like pulling a slot machine at a at a uh, at the Vegas slot machines, uh, you really don't know your valuation. Every patent out there, and get this, every patent out there is going to have to go through the legal process in order to be asserted into the marketplace and to get a true value. Okay. I've always said a patent is only as good as its first lawsuit. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Patent is only as good as its first lawsuit because um, there is no way on this earth that you can tell, okay, this patent is worth this amount or this amount. You know, in my mind, my patent is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but I have to, I have to show that it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Absolutely. You're going to have to assert uh, your patents you, you, uh, against what you call infringers. Infringers are people that have got your idea. Yeah. They found out about it somehow, and now they're copying it and putting it out to the marketplace. Okay. What I did was I had a really cool strategy. I knew years ago that this technology, you know, was 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 going to, you know, it's going to do some things. You know, I. Your your technology um, is very powerful, and so there's certain aspects of it, certain areas which it doesn't cover your patent, but it covers the marketplace per se. So what I did, you know, you let them market things, you know, you let let people market things, and and uh, and you know because you've got your product out there and people are looking at it. I had a big fortune 10 company that looked at my product once once we come out of the patent area and we filed our patents and you then you put you can you can start doing things marketing wise once you file your patents and such you can you can do things so 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 big companies you know you start doing trying to sell your product and get it out to the marketplace things like that well i actually had a couple of big fortune 10 companies that actually did a demo with me and and uh they were taking notes and the next thing we knew 18 months later guess what they were coming out with our product. Yes. People will steal your invention, folks, in a minute. Yeah. And that's when you have to uh, assert your patents. That's when you find out how value, valuable your patents are. You know, what do they say? The, uh, um, you know, someone copying your uh, invention is uh, makes it validated. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of people that 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 are that that do want to copy a good uh, and when you've got a good solution they want to copy it. So um, we've actually got our first case in the system here in the United States, and uh, now we're about to find out what our what our value of our patents are. Yeah, so I, can't, I can't discuss the 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 the, the case and, and naturally, but I can say that that we are excited. Uh, we feel like that naturally we feel like that uh, it, it's a win. But the thing about it is, you know, what we what we did was once we had these patents, we made it we made a huge mistake, folks. We made a huge mistake in the marketplace. And that mistake was I had legal team send out letters thinking that those letters uh, would get some action. Mm. We were trying to get license agreements. And those license agreements, we thought would be the a source of revenue. We made a horrible mistake by sending those letters out to the marketplace. Mm. Uh, number one, the letter should not have gone out on a on an attorney's letterhead. Mm. They, should, they should have gone out on our board actives company letterhead. 
Mm-hmm. Scared the marketplace to death. Mm-hmm. They froze so that when we sent our people into those offices, we can't talk to you. You sent legal representation. We literally got blacklisted in our industry because we sent legal letters. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes that we made. Now, some people are uh, do want to have conversations, and and they don't understand that 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 was not a a a, a any way, form, or fashion a threatening letter. There was no nothing in the letter that says uh, about litigation or anything like that. We just were saying, hey, we got this these patents, and we would like for you to license our product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did make that big mistake. I would uh, do not send out letters to uh, your your marketplace, uh, especially from a from a, a, a legal side. I got bad legal advice on that, and um, um, that's just the way it works. So you have to recover from that. Yes. So so, but we are we are recovering from that. Uh, that was that was. I mean, that's just an honest mistake. That, that was made uh, is a big mistake. So, you know, that's one thing I tell your, your, your patent uh, people do not do that. So what happens is um, you, you work from that, but you do have, uh, you know, people that are infringing on your product. They pick up on one company talks about it. You know, it, it doesn't take, but one company getting in front of a, on a panel discussing what's out there in the marketplace, even though they do it generically, they're talking about your product. I can't tell you how many times I had heard that, that when, you know, you're sitting in, in, a, in a conference room and you've got these experts that are sitting up on a panel talking about your invention without saying your name. Yeah. And you're back there going, this is, <laughs> is going to be really interesting. So what I did was I said, you know what? I told my investors, I said, no worries. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be okay on this because we're going to let them market our technology. Hmm. Let them market our technology. They've stolen it from our demos and things like that. And our talks and our conversation, our salespeople and such like that. And so we, um, you know, we, 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 energy was, now let's, let's just let them spend our marketing dollars and, 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 and spread the word. Uh, they know we have the patents on the, on the, you know, that are out there. And so, um, and that's where, that's where we are now with, with board active is the fact that, um, people are, are, have stolen our technology and we're actually, you got to assert it. So the thing is, okay, how are we going to assert it? I'm an inventor. I don't have the money for lawyers. It, lawyers, litigation lawyers are very expensive. They run anywhere from $450 per hour mm. up to $1,000 an hour. Mm. That's true fact. And the meter runs every time you do an email. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. They, they're, they're billing. So what you have to do is this is getting very interesting. So uh, if you want to stop me and ask me anything else, but I, I want to, I want to tell an inventor how this actually works down the road. You, um, you've got to get a great litigation firm. You can't just get any litigation firm. You have to get a litigation firm. Number one believes in you. Mm-hmm. They're an investor in you. They are investing in your invention. They got to believe in your patents. They are outside of your patent prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Those patent prosecutors are their best uh, friends. They are, they're going to become best friends, but that patent prosecutor cannot get involved in these cases. Mm-hmm. They have to be outside of these cases. So you've got to get a great litigation legal firm. Well, how do you do that? You don't have $1,000 an hour, a million dollars in your back pocket. Then you have to go out and find litigation funding. Mm-hmm. Litigation funding is the biggest challenge an an inventor has. It is massive work. It Mm. takes years to find it. Mm. It takes years to find a a litigation funder that wants to back your patents. So you have to have, as an inventor, you have to have a legal team backing you first. Mm. 
once you have that legal team, a legal team may have a litigation funder set up that yeah. can't do it, but they may not. You cannot depend on that. I'm saying now in today's environment, it used to be litigation, and I just got back from a conference, and it changed my mindset on this. A, a, a legal firm does have litigation funders. These are people that actually have millions and millions of dollars to back litigation funding. They believe they're investors. They believe uh, that, that and expect a return on their investment. They expect a win. And the thing that they look at is uh, who is the firm? You know, is the firm a, a good firm? Do, are they known? Um, have they won cases? Have they fought in front of the Supreme Court? Those are the types of firms that, as a technology guy that I have run into, a, a litigation of funding. I was in a conference a couple of weeks ago with 250 people. I was the only inventor invited. And now that's because our, our patents are so well written. They're known. They're solid. They've been vetted. The industry knows we're really, really good. Um, you know, they know my story's good. And that's the thing about it. You've got to have a good story uh, with your with your patent. So if an inventor does not have a good story, how did your invention come, come about? Remember, mine was as I was going by those billboards and I saw it, a beautiful creation. I didn't know what it said. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know where they were. I didn't know anything about it. You've got to have a good story. You've got to have a good short story for these litigation funders. But again, I was at a conference. There were 250 people in that conference. There was an estimate given to me that uh, there was over $400 million sitting in that room of 250 people. Actually, it was 249 because I sure didn't have <laughs> nowhere near that to, to even be counted. Mine was pennies on the dollar. But uh, there was two hundred. There was four hundred billion dollars sitting in that room, waiting on uh, to to fund deals in the IP world. Now, what I did find out in that IP litigation group, being the only inventor in that group, uh, I naturally wanted them to know that there was an inventor in that room, and I. I I, within 15 minutes of knowing that there were $400 billion sitting in that room, I'm taking a mic. I'm talking. I'm letting them know without pushing myself on them that I'm an inventor. And here I am. You have to get out there and let people know what you have, but it's got to be short and sweet. It's got to be a short and sweet one pager, not 20 pages. If you don't have a one pager, explain it. You're never going to get to a litigation funder. So the question is, how do I get to a litigation funder? Okay. Yeah. You got to have a you got to have a great patent a prosecuting attorney to write really really good patent uh, uh, documents. Again, patents are only words and descriptions. That's it. A patent is the easiest. Uh, let me get this right. A patent is the easiest. Uh, a patent, I'm going to say it again, a patent is the easiest thing to get when it comes to intellectual property. Yeah. <laughs> In you the get process. Is when things really, really get tough. You've yeah. got, you're going to, you're going to go into a lawsuit if you're going to, uh, if you're going to make the money, you, you say, no way, I'm going to get it out the market. That's pie in the sky. I, I don't think I've met one inventor in the last three years uh, that has been able to write a license agreement. Now there's some small inventions that get in the marketplace that uh, the big brands they'll 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 see. Uh, I don't want to discourage you know people from doing this. There 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 are some things that slip through, and and they do they do get agreements. There it's but it's very 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 rare nowadays. It's very rare because uh, these big companies you know they they uh, and small companies too now. Uh, they, 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 I've, I've, I've always said that, you know, the, the one thing I can say is that uh, as an inventor, and you got to remember this guys and girls, ladies, people, big companies have all the, the money 
They have all the assets. They have all the 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 people. They have all the 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 you know reachabilities and 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 marketing and 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 everything that they need in order to 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 to, to maintain their their whatever their their marketing. But what they do not have is the innovation ability. Yeah. They, don't have any, they do not have an inventor's mindset. So what do these big companies do? They steal your idea, bring it into their house, and work on your invention. And that that's that. And that's the way the market is now. It's you know all these pie in the sky snake oil salesmen that say that oh you can do this and you can do that and you can file uh, this this uh, provisional and that. Don't listen to them. You yeah. go to a patent prosecutor. If you want it win, you go to a patent prosecutor attorney that knows you, that ha- builds a relationship that you feel comfortable with, that's there. They're going to be your partner. They are going to be your, when you're ready to cry, they're going to be your shoulder. You have got to have a good prosecuting attorney that believes in, in what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. And you've got to listen to them. If you don't, it's not going to work. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the way, Doug, you explain all this stuff, especially, you know, uh, the way you were sitting in the conference, you got up, asked the question, told people that you are an inventor, you need litigation funding. And there were people sitting out there to help you. So I think unless we ask for help, nobody provides that help so that is also an important factor and coming to ip as you said getting a patent grant is comparatively easier but when it comes to litigation oh my god it it, it's a tough tough job it's uh it is um you know people ask would you do it again (laughs) you know that is a very in today's environment, you know, uh, you know, I feel for the the inventor. Uh, you know, where we are the, with all the things that's going on. Uh, you know, I'm with some groups, some inventor groups that uh, we do have discussions. You know, there's legislation in the United States. Uh, Thomas Massey has a bill that um, uh, is really, really important to the to the to the future of, of innovation. I've actually wrote things. Uh, on my, I call it a little blog on, yeah. on it's under me, but uh, I would really recommend people to read those types of things. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. And it's just not, you know, there are other places in the world that, you know, you can file an injunction and, and, and stop things and, and such, but as an inventor, you know, um, I've learned so much. I mean, like I said, educate. You know, experience has my, been my best education. Well, with patents, that's it. Yeah. There is absolutely no way uh, that I would have known this unless I went through this this particular uh, format and and how it actually the, the world is. For an inventor, you, all I can say is 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 it's a long process. It's it's I haven't made a, a penny yet on my on my invention. Mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, you know, no license agreements. Uh, when I say, uh, you know, it's it's a long, long road. Uh, then you, you know, you've got things like PTAB uh, in the United States that uh, validates eighty. I think they said eighty-four percent of everything that comes in front of them. You know, uh, you got one hundred and one challenges, which in the beginning is something that 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 everybody goes through. You're going to go through a one hundred and one to make sure your patent is good. Again, that's why you need a great prosecutor. <laughs> that patent prosecutor, guys, is, is the ultimate. Yeah, you, she, you, if you, you know, you better, you're a perfect example. You, I know that's what you do. And, and you know what I'm saying is... is yeah, the, so is, I was just make, about to make a comment on 101. 101 is something which uh, our... our patent professor used to say it moves like a pendulum one 
at one point of time it will become pro patent and at one of uh, point of time it will became uh, become against patent and moves like a pendulum so it it the like if if it is in the state of pro patents you are lucky <laughs> yeah yeah it is uh and that's the first thing that you've got to do is get your one-on-one valid i mean it's just it's and a patent prosecutor knows that if they don't and they write them weak you're going to lose and all your investments all your investors and all your money and everything that you've invented unless you've done a product and that product is strong which is what we've done we've backed our our, our patents with products but uh unless you unless you are prepared uh don't do it right? that's the thing you just as an inventor you just you know trade secrets they say ah oh, you can do trade secrets that don't work i don't care what nobody says you have the trade secret you know the some work you know coca-cola still has their their in um formula locked up they say but there's a lot of people that say we've got it you know <laughs> it is you know, and then you got a, a certain other companies that have their trade secrets. Kentucky Fried Chicken has their uh, chicken, uh, you know, sauces yeah. secured. You know, I I don't think so because there's other brands of chicken that taste just like Kentucky Fried Chickens here in America. Mm -hmm. So you know, you've got things that um, you can do, but you know, in today's environment, I just say. Um, I'm not discouraging you not to do it. I'm not. I'm not at a point where I'm telling inventors don't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm, what I'm saying is exactly what I've said on this po uh, podcast. Uh, is is if you do it, you better do it right. Yes, absolutely. You know, if you do if you, it, you you should do it right. <laughs> you know, people that have invented 20 years ago are now getting patents invalidated through the PTAB. Mm -hmm. So I feel so horrible for those people. Um, you know, they, they put everything they got and then it just gets thrown out the door and yeah. because of, um, not judges or anybody, it's just people that are being picked out of a crowd and saying, okay, you're, you're a judge. That's not fair to the inventors, mm. but that's the thing that we're dealing with at this particular point. Mm. Uh, and that's, again, that is why, um, if a patent prosecuting attorney now is not writing these things to withstand PTAB and they know that, uh, you know, sh you know, shame on the, the patent attorney because uh, it's doing it's doing it's doing the inventor an, an injustice if they're not doing their job, being very strict, very thorough, very uh, non-template. I don't care what anybody says. You do not. And you knew I was fixing to jump on this. Do not <laughs> do not do a template patent. I don't care who says it's great. Oh, you cannot create something and just move it as a template patent it'll you'll lose every time so these people that says oh you, all you got to do is change the words uh, uh a patent attorney knows a patent prosecuting attorney knows that that does not work if they use that system fire them you can't template a patent yeah absolutely so uh, here i would like to say uh, see the most important element of a patent application are the claims and Claims are some things which cannot be written by any software. No software can apply a mind <laughs> to write the claims because it is up to us. It is about humans. They'll discuss what are the important elements of the claims and they'll put that into claims. And based on those claims, the applications are drafted. So that is the process which I, I currently do not think there is any technology which has taken over who, which can produce claims for us. No, absolutely not. That is not there. You know, like I said, a pharma guy can't not do technology. Yeah. You've got to know, you've got to know, I, what happened, this is what I did with my patent prosecutor. We sat and I whiteboarded it. Mm -hmm. We literally whiteboarded it all the way around our building. Literally mm -hmm. took hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of him understanding what my invention was. Mm -hmm. A black prosecutor has to know your vision. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to present that vision mm -hmm. in a proper manner mm -hmm. in order for him or her to understand what they have to do. Okay. If you are not 
as an inventor, if you're not capable of doing that explanation, mm-hmm. you got to get that right. You've got to wireframe it. Somehow you've got to get someone to help you do that. I know you want to keep it in your mindset, but a, a, a patent prosecutor can only do what you explain to them. So you've got to have uh, an inventor has got to have the ability to explain his vision in a clear format so that a patent prosecutor can write those claims based on his beginning, middle, and end result. If she sees that, he sees that, then you're going to win in in court cases and such. But if you do not have that lined up, it's not going to work. You've got to be able to work with your patent prosecutor and you've got to be able to, to spend hours. If you only spend a few minutes with a patent prosecutor and they write a patent, you're in trouble. <laughs> you say, no, get out of there. It takes, it took me a year and a half. My patent prosecutor was like, just ready to duck. We, we, we just, we're, no, we're not finishing this until I'm finished. Okay. And he understood that mindset. And what that's that's what made our patents what they call golden patents. Yeah. Me as the inventor and him work together to make this happen. This is a partnership. It's yeah. a partnership. It's when you get a patent prosecutor and an inventor together, it's a, it, it is a partnership. Absolutely. And it's like anything else, it's a marriage. You literally, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a marriage. Yeah. And if absolutely. You cannot, yeah, you have to because it's not it's never ending. Okay. it's never ending you, 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 it's it's you know i've been since 2014 with mine and we've gotten in some knockdown drag outs but we love each other to death <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works yeah. and uh you know it's uh value is in the relationship so Doug, now we'll come to our rapid fire round. Answer these questions very, very quickly. These questions are about you and quick answers because let's make it rapid and full of fire. Okay. So three things that you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful uh, for my investors and team. And I'm and I'm and I'm grateful for my help. Awesome. Two traits that you think are useful for a career as an inventor? Patience, determination. Wow, awesome. And one aspiration you have for the future? To win patent litigation cases. (laughs) Wow, I know there are pending patent litigation cases and I wish you all the luck if you need any support we are here to help you and any final thoughts for our audience before we conclude this podcast yeah i i i um i want to be uh you know leave with 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 the inventors and and even patent attorneys are that are listening to this you know again inventors are the creators of of a lot of things in this world if you look around everything that was created uh pretty much was done by an inventor uh, it's really critical that we support the inventor world. Uh, inventors are very, very, uh, are, are, are some of the poorest people in the world. And, and we need to find a way in order to, to help them bring those ideas, no matter what the financial situation is of those IP folks. Uh, they are all in need of, of support and they have some really, really good ideas, I'm sure. So uh, support the inventor. Uh, all of this that's going on is about the inventor. Yeah. Uh, the legal system issues, uh, you know, they sometimes they forget that the inventor is the reason for this, you know. Um, so uh, keep the inventor as, as the priority yeah. in this world. Innovation is the, the backbone of the economy. Uh, it's, uh, you know, in the free market world, it's something that... Uh, that we all uh, should aspire to protect. It's uh, inventors to me are endangered species and and we need to protect them uh, with, with everything we have. Wow, thank you so much for the kind words. I hope uh, people get to hear this and they're 
able to help the inventors and grow the economy, have a, a world full of innovation and full of happiness and joy. Thank Very you good. so Thank much, you. Doug, for your time and your willingness to share. Thank you and uh, and and my my God bless all. Hey there. Thank you for attending today's session. If you enjoyed today's session, do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend. My name is Prigya Arora, daughter of inspiring parents, alumna of IIT Khadakpur, engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur, and now founder of PA Legal, where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property. Thank you. Thank you.